At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. It is the Pro Football Blitz indeed, as Mr. Musburger so kindly says there. Welcome to hour number three of the program. Brady Cannon here live at the Circa Resort and Casino in fantastic, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And James Salinas out there in colorful Colorado. My partner joining me as he does each and every weekend on the Pro Football Blitz. They are at halftime on Sunday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers with a 14 to nothing lead. James, you cash your first half under the total bet. That was at 21. Stays well under the 21 by a full touchdown. 14 to nothing Pittsburgh. The live line for the entire game is Pittsburgh minus 15 and a half. The uh, live line for the total for the entire game is 34 and a half. And for just the second half, just the halftime line here, the Seattle Seahawks are favored by two with a total of 19 and a half. And James, while we have a minute, while they're at halftime of this game, uh, we'll get back into our recaps, of course, of what we saw here on Sunday earlier today. But I also want to talk about some of the current odds in the divisions around the league. And I want to start with the AFC South. I think this one is pretty interesting here. The Colts, of course, got their second win of the year. They're getting healthier. They got T.Y. Hilton back today. We know eventually, probably the next maybe three, couple, three weeks or so, they're going to get Quentin Nelson back, maybe Braden Smith as well along that offensive line. Uh, they are plus 275 to win the AFC South, and the Titans are currently the favorite at minus 350. 
I think both you and I think that the Titans are going to lose on Monday night, and that would probably change these odds here. And the Colts might uh, be able to go down to a shorter price with the Tennessee losing to the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. So maybe it's a good time now, if you have faith in the Colts, to take them at plus 275 or in the neighborhood of 3-1. to one. You could if you have that faith. Right now, I don't have that faith in the Colts. And yeah, they're they're two you know a game and a half bad. They're sitting at two and four. We'll see what happens to the Titans if they lose tomorrow, which I hope they do, based on where I'm at with my position on the Bills, just to win that football game, just a game back. But Tennessee did beat them earlier in the season. It wasn't Tennessee, but they do have that one game up on them. So I think that'll. This might come down to looking at the schedule. I mean, it's still a tough schedule. Both teams have really tough schedules. I think the Colts, if we were looking at where they're at outside of the division games, obviously, because they're still going to be able to play. Anytime you get to play the Texans and the Jaguars twice each in a season, that's pretty favorable. And it's really, to me, the weakest division in all of football is the AFC South. But I think it, it could potentially come down to that final game and looking at where the Colts stand, or that matchup when they're going to have, they're going to play Tennessee in week eight. They'll host Tennessee at home. Will they be fully healthy on that offensive line? What would that look like for them? And they're going to be coming off uh, a Sunday night football game at San Francisco prior to that game when they host Tennessee. So, uh, But also the Titans are going to be ho- playing host to Kansas City. So tough schedules both way around. I just don't really, honestly, Brady, I just don't have faith in either of these teams. I don't like it. Whoever wins this division is obviously going to be going to the playoffs, but I think it's really going to probably be a one and done because they're probably going to be playing they're probably going to be playing a wild card coming out of the AFC North. And right now, thinking about where we're at in the AFC, that's the toughest division from top to bottom. We've seen Cincinnati where they're at. I mean, Pittsburgh's bringing up the rear in that te- in that division, but I don't really know where to go with this division in the AFC South. I guess if you're looking at a plus price, like you said, with the Colts, plus the 275, worth the flyer here, I think they'll just be a game back. But I just don't trust either of these teams right now, and Carson Wentz is probably not a quarterback that I trust to say, yes, this is going to be our leader, the playmaker, our leader offensively that's going to take us and bring us home to win that division. Yeah, he looked awful good today against a pretty weak competition in the Houston Texans. How about the AFC West? I think maybe there's an opportunity here. The Chargers are still on top at 4-2. and two. Uh, The Chiefs are the next choice at plus 160. Uh, the Broncos at plus 550 and the Raiders at 12 to 1. These numbers have probably been adjusted a little bit. They're from a little bit earlier today. And of course, the Raiders got a huge win at Denver. But maybe this is a good buy on spot on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, actually, and I'm looking at the graphic now, the Chargers are the second choice at plus 130. I think you know, James, I am not a believer in the Kansas City Chiefs. I would definitely be looking at the Chargers here because off of that loss, uh, it was absolutely not impressive today against the Baltimore Ravens, plus 130 on the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division. And I think right now they are clearly the class of the AFC West. I agree. And yeah, that loss was an ugly loss, but kind of at least really saw that coming based on what happened last week with the game and winning that game against the the Cleveland Browns. Now, they won that game. You put that in the win column, but a lot of losses when it came to personnel. And really, this anytime it's you want to buy week, this is the time when you're that beat up like the, San, the Los Angeles Chargers are right now. That'd be it. And then you look at their schedule, and not a lot of t- – their tougher games are all going to be at home. They're – their road games, really not a whole lot of tough road games coming up to finish out the season. They had the toughest game there on the road at Baltimore, but 
after the bye week, they come home to New England. Their tough road, their road games look like this. They're playing at Philly, at Denver, at Cincinnati, at Houston, and finish up the season there in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Not a really tough schedule when you talk about the road games throughout the season, the remainder of the season for the Chargers. And they're going to bounce back. There's a lot of talent on that team. Justin Herbert's a good football player. They're going to get their offensive line back healthy. The players that were out on defense for them today, those guys are not done for the season. They will be back when we're talking about Adderley as well as Tranquil at the linebacker position. They'll come back. So it's not out of this, out for the season. I think, yeah, to your point here, I don't trust the Kansas City Chiefs. Always not, It's hard to go against Mahomes in any, in any game that you're playing against. But as far as the duration of the, of the season, that defense is not one that inspires. The back door is always open and that for the Kansas City Chiefs and that defense, regardless of what happened in the second half against the bad Washington football team where they were able to shut out Washington offensively in that second half. I just don't trust that defense, Brady. This is just not a team that inspires a lot of... Uh, doesn't inspire me to want to fire a bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win that division. So yeah, it's a small plus price, but as far as the charges go, where they're at on both sides of the football and a favorable schedule, I like their chances. And I think the market, you know, the, the odds makers have to protect so much against the Kansas City Chiefs because the public loves to bet the Chiefs. And we've seen that with their inability to cover spread so much over the last, you know, 14, 15 games or what it is. You know, everything seems to be inflated on the Kansas City Chiefs. So maybe that creates some pretty good value there on the Los Angeles Chargers currently at plus 130 to win the AFC, or excuse me, the AFC West. Uh, I want to take a look at the AFC North. I think this one's pretty interesting here. The Ravens are the favorite to win the division. Of course, they beat those Los Angeles Chargers earlier today. The Cleveland Browns, they fall to the Arizona Cardinals today. So Cleveland, you know, had uh, so such high hopes in the preseason, but they have now lost a couple of games in a row. Uh, of course, they beat the Chicago Bears. They beat the Houston Texans, but they've lost to some good ball clubs, the Chargers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs early in the year as well. So uh, the Browns, of course, their number is going to be bigger and their chances to win the division have lessened. Uh, the Ravens will be a pretty decent-sized favorite here in this division. But what about the Cincinnati Bengals? They're going to be around double digits to win the AFC North. And I don't know if that's a crazy play, James. Uh, th this team looked good today again. You know, they took on a lousy Los uh, Detroit Lions team. But, you know, I mean, at a big price like that, why not? Potentially, I think for the Cincinnati Bengals now, we really get to see. Now the test comes up. You're going on the road at Baltimore, and that's the test. A huge division matchup going forward, and just a game out of first place right now are the Bengals. And great season so far, but, you know, haven't faced, you did have Green Bay, but you played the Packers at home last week, and pretty favorable schedule so far considering where they're at. Tougher games coming up down the road, uh, in particular at Baltimore. I think that's where, yeah, thinking about the Bengals, they've, they've showed a lot the last two weeks, even though they lost against the Packers in that really tough loss with the, you know, talking about the kicking kick game for both sides, really, Brady. But, you know, they, they did. They went blow for blow against the Green Bay Packers and showed that, hey, when it comes to a Super Bowl contender, we can hold our own and we can compete for 60 minutes and then we can not we can avoid those landmines and those flat spots in the schedule, which is exactly what today was going into Detroit on the road. Now, obviously, the Lions are a bad football team, but even more so why those are kind of flat spots in the schedule, especially when you have a huge division matchup coming up the next week at Baltimore. So they've they put themselves out there very well through these first 
first few games of the season, first six weeks. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to get on board with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I don't think at this point here, I think we're going to see a whole different matchup next week when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens and how well that team is playing and the tough-mindedness that we've seen out of the Baltimore Ravens. Talk about adversity through all the injuries and the scheduling that they've had. Brutal schedule so far for the Ravens. Injury in front, just no one's had more injuries than the Baltimore Ravens had to this point in the season. Tough-minded team. Going to be a tall order for Cincinnati to knock them off in that in that AFC North. Yeah, if you're going to bet the Cincinnati Bengals, and you know it's a long shot, and and it's priced accordingly. But I think if you're going to do it, you want to do it now before they play yeah. the Ravens, because if they are to win that game, then obviously that price is going to chash, uh, crash pretty good uh, to beat the team that's currently on top of the division in the Baltimore Ravens. Conversely, James, uh, about these Ravens, maybe you look at them, and you kind of allude to this. Uh, maybe you look at them for a conference bet, you know, to win the conference, win the AFC conference, or or even a Super Bowl bet, because they're doing nothing but getting healthier and still continuing to win ball games. This team lost its opener to the Las Vegas Raiders right here at Allegiant Stadium. They've won five in a row since then and, and been doing it in miraculous fashion. The one that they beat the Detroit Lions, and you know, and then today was just an easy ride over the Los Angeles Chargers. So, uh, you know, we talked about this. Who are some of the teams that you really like? right now uh, after five weeks of the season. You and I in the AFC both like the Chargers, and we also like the Buffalo Bills. But I tell you, this Ravens team is absolutely for real, it appears, and they're getting healthier. Yeah, healthier and even more tough-minded just breeds confidence for this team. Each and every week, they believe that whoever they're playing, whatever the situation is, whatever their roster looks like, they can win football games. That's what the mindset is right now. The Seattle Seahawks are on the board. We've got a football game here in Pittsburgh. We'll be back with more in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. ...of second-half adjustments. Well, maybe it worked here. Uh, they took the drive uh, all the way down from their own 25-yard line. They punch it in with a score. It was a very run-heavy drive. They didn't really make Geno Smith throw it all around the yard, avoiding uh, the potential turnover situation there. Uh, they took some time off the clock. We're already under 10 minutes left in the third quarter, and we've got a 14-7 to ball game. As far as the live line, the Pittsburgh Steelers now down to 9.5-point favorites for the game. They were 15.5-point favorites, and your total ticks up to 38 and a half. So uh, we kind of want things to just end exactly like they are right now, right? Right. Just keep running the clock. You think about the adjustments that were made in the second half for Pete Carroll coming out offensively, throwing the football too much with Geno Smith. Maybe they realized, all right, Geno Smith hasn't started a football game at quarterback for four years. Maybe we should run the football, and that's exactly what they did to start that first drive. Ten play drive, 75 yards for that touchdown. Nine out of those ten plays on the ground running the football and drove right down the field, pound, ground and pound, old school football. That's what they reverted back to. Take the ball out of Geno Smith's hands when it comes to throwing it. Have him use two hands, hand the football off. I don't know, maybe it's a little sleepy time for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out. All the yeah, Maybe a little feeling a little good about themselves going in 14 to nothing. All the fans still up at the concessions getting another round before they cut them off there at the fourth quarter, and maybe that was it. Run the football. We'll see what comes out of here in the second half. Are they going to be able to sustain that running game? Because, yeah, Geno Smith having to throw the football on successive possessions, not, the, not, not a recipe for success in the first half. Pound the football just like you did. Now we got a football game here, Brady, 14 to 7. James, earlier today, the Arizona Cardinals went into Cleveland with all kinds of issues related to COVID for coaches and players. Uh, and you and I spoke about this in our preview that we didn't really know which way to go with this game because it developed later in the week. I believe it was on Friday that we heard coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury was not going to be at the game. A number of his assistants, Chandler Jones, along that defensive line. And all of that interruption, we didn't know what to think of this game, but they came out and they threw the first uh, first few punches in this contest against the Cleveland Browns. But then, like we saw out of the New Orleans Saints in their game in Week 5 against the Washington football team, the Browns put up a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. David Peoples-Jones comes down with it for a touchdown, and the Cardinals go into the half up 23-14, to but Cleveland really had the momentum. Then they come out in the third quarter, and they're picking up where they left off. They've still got the momentum going. They're driving down the field, and then this is where it all went sideways. Baker Mayfield, he scrambles out of the pocket. They catch up with him. They force a fumble. He injures his shoulder, dislocates his non-throwing arm shoulder in the process. And I tell you, the rest of the way, it was all Arizona. They responded immediately after that turnover with a Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. 
37 to 14 your final and the Cardinals are 6 and 0. This is a case point we talked about the Chargers at going into Baltimore and really just no effort from the Chargers how much did they leave on the field last week from an emotional standpoint from a physical standpoint a number of key players went down in that game for the Chargers playing the Cleveland Browns same thing for the Cleveland Browns there. They lost a number of players, especially offensively. We knew Chubb wasn't going to be in this game. That's a big loss for them. That's their standard. They want to run the football. And, yes, Kareem Hunt is the second in line. And he's, a, he's a terrific running back, too. But he was banged up. He had elbow issues. He had knee issues. Actually, I jumped in and was able to bet him under his rushing attempts when I read a report coming from Stefanski saying, look, we got a game on Thursday night. I can't just kill Kareem Hunt in this in this standpoint here. We're going to have to be able to make some plays in the passing game. And they couldn't make the plays in the passing game, but ultimately it was their offensive line. They had both their starting tackles. They were not available for this game that we talked about. We talked about that yesterday on Saturday's show that their starting tackles were both going to be gone. Their swing tackle that backs up either left or right tackle, he's already an injury reserve. So they were starting third stringers at both tackle positions. You want to run the football and you want to keep Baker Mayfield upright. It's hard to do that when you're talking about third stringers on those ends. That was really just, I think that game took so much out of them last week, especially losing, but so much out of them physically and emotionally in that game, in that matchup, knowing full well against the Chargers that they have a short week having to play the Denver Broncos on Thursday. Some of those games, you're going to have to keep them out of there and just know, just the focus, the effort, the energy was not there for the Cleveland Browns. And you mentioned the Cardinals, and yeah, the COVID and a couple injuries for them to boot, but that's where they rallied. This is the team. We've seen them go on the road and go and compete. We saw them a few weeks ago go into Los Angeles, and everybody's anointing the Los Angeles Rams. Now they're the kings of the NFC and the NFC West because they had just come off a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champions. This is a Cardinals team that looks very galvanized. I love the chemistry that we're seeing with this football team. The coach wasn't there. No Cliff Kingsbury. Not there due to COVID. We're going to rally. We're going to find ways to make plays. We're going to compete on both sides of the football for 60 minutes. Great effort out of the Cardinals all the way around. Terrific win for them. Man, this is really good. It's a, you know, they got some veterans on that team, so they got some great leadership on the defensive side. And then offensively, with Kyler Murray just continuing, his stock continues to rise when it comes to being able to make plays. 20 out of 30 throwing the football, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Great game all the way around in every facet of the game for the Arizona Cardinals today. Yeah, I think you make a great point about that offensive line woes for the Cleveland Browns. You could definitely see it. Baker Mayfield was under pressure. He wasn't able to get the time to make the throws. Arizona really took advantage of that. And I think, you know, we talked about the game plan. We know Cleveland's game plan is to run the football. They do that better than anybody in the league. Of course, they didn't have Nick Chubb today. Uh, but without those offensive linemen, it didn't look like they were as successful doing that today either. And then you talk about Stefanski and, and a wise bet there by you, uh, taking the under a number of attempts for Kareem Hunt. They also lose Kareem Hunt. He goes out of yep. the game with a calf injury. He was carted off the field. So we'll have to keep an eye on his situation to see if he will be indeed available for week seven. And Baker Mayfield, I don't know his status either. A dislocated shoulder on his non-throwing yep. shoulder. It's the same one where he had the labrum problem and everything. And that looked fine against the Chargers. He was really slinging it. Uh, have to keep tabs on what his status is for week seven. How about the Raiders, James? This this was really an admirable effort. You and I talked about this game. We did not know the the frame of mind for this team and, and how was the mood in the locker room going to be. And you and I both stayed away from the game because, you know, were they going to 
you know, kind of win one for the Gipper, their their old coach, win one for John, or or were they going to be inspired because they didn't really like the guy and they're like, you know, let, let's let's move on and turn the page, or were they going to be completely distracted and come out flat? But I tell you what, I thought it was a really big deal in this game when the Raiders came out and scored a touchdown on that first drive. I thought that was massive because that immediately got their head in the game. All right, we're in a football game, and everything else that had happened this past week was like gone, and they were involved, and they were competing from that moment on. 34-24, your final, on the road over Denver. And it was a big play over the top, right? Ruggs, we know Ruggs has got one speed. It's full speed, track sprinter over the top, old school. Al Davis wants to have the wants to have those speedsters and everybody, you know, four streak, let's get it over the top. And that's what it happened. They got it on that first drive and really sent the message like, we're here to play. We are we're we're ready to get after it. We're we put that debacle behind with Coach John Gruden, there's a lot. Now, head coaching experience, not on that roster, but as far as that coaching staff is concerned, a lot of veteran coaches in there knowing how to speak to players, knowing how to connect with players. And I think you saw a very galvanized team come out. Great effort out of the Raiders. And absolutely, it was a state away from Didn't know where the mindset was with them. Didn't want to go against them. Didn't want to jump on them. Just figuring I needed to play it in-game and see what was going to happen. But it was clear after that first drive, yes, this team is completely focused and ready to get after it. And and then on the other side, Brady, I mean, Denver, this was the game. You're, you're, you you got to win this game. They scored, one, they scored 10 points through the first three quarters. They got some garbage points at the end of the game. But really, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater had an awful game today. He was pressured all day long, got hammered all day. I know if you look at his box score, like, oh, Bridgewater had a good game. A lot of that came in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Really, he was under duress all day, not making good decisions with the football. Three interceptions for Teddy Bridgewater. He put the ball on the ground as well and looks pretty frail back there. Right now, for the Broncos, winning three straight to start the season, now losing three straight, especially the way that they've done it, two of those games at home. Now you've got a short week having to go play a wounded Cleveland team. Yeah, they're banged up, are the Cleveland Browns. But that's a hungry. That's a that's a not a, that's an that's an upset football team right now in Cleveland. That's a brutal spot for Denver to have to go on the road right now. I don't know who knows what that number looks like, but I know there's a lot of injuries to look for. But there's some issues going on right now with that locker room and that coaching staff for the Denver Broncos. I don't like where they're sitting right now, sitting at three and three. And Vic Fangio, one of those coaches today that went for it on fourth down deep in his own territory. And, and, and there's an old school <laughs> defensive guy pulling stuff like that. I, yep. I just. It was amazing to see that out of some of these guys. Yes, the uh, Cleveland Browns will host the Denver Broncos on Thursday night in Week 7. The line that was made over the summer way back in June was the Cleveland Browns minus 7. I don't think that is probably going to be what it is. And and there's injuries uh, for the Cleveland Browns as well. So we'll see where that comes out. The Las Vegas Raiders will be back here at home at Allegiant Stadium hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The summertime line on that one was the Raiders minus three and a half. The opening line show is next. They'll have all the lines for week seven coming up right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VEASAN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, season win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have. Give yourself a betting edge this NBA season. Get your copy now. It's only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Eumanns coming up at the top of the hour for the opening line show. Get a jump on week eight in college football and week seven of your handicap in the NFL. That will come up again at the top of the hour. Currently, it's the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And the Seattle Seahawks trying to make a game of this. The Pittsburgh Steelers did add a field goal. We're down to the final four minutes of the third quarter here, and it looks like there is a first-and-goal situation for the Seattle Seahawks. They're trailing by 10 points, 17-7 to right now. And as far as the live market, James, it hasn't adjusted a whole lot. Of course, at halftime, it was 15 and a half. And then when Seattle got that first touchdown on their first drive of the second half, the live line adjusted to nine and a half. But now currently six and a half in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So still a good size favorite is Pittsburgh about where this game closed prior to kickoff. Well, and right now, Pittsburgh can't tackle anybody. They had a big play over the top with one of the tight ends for Seattle, a breakdown in coverage on the back end. And then he broke a couple, three, four tackles to get down inside inside the five, and then they go on first and goal. They have a tackle for loss. Nope, can't bring them down, can't wrap them up. And I think right now, there we go, Seattle back. You got a football game right now. Seattle touchdown, Will Disley on a little out route, play action pass. And right now, we've got, with extra point pending, they're going to cut this to three points, and we still have three minutes remaining in the third quarter. And now the live line drops to the Pittsburgh Steelers, minus four and a half. So, again, still a decent-sized margin as far as the favorite there. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and your total, you remember, James, when this was at 32 and a half, your live total now at 44 and a half. And that's right about where it was prior to kickoff closed at 43. Uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. What a ball game this was. And as far as a betting standpoint, it kind of felt like a pros versus Joes. We saw the Cowboys being one of the most popular picks in both contests out here, the Super Contest and the Circa Millions. I believe it was about the third most popular pick in both contests. And I knew a lot of sharp people that were back in the Patriots here, all over the Patriots catching the points. And you and I talked about this game. Neither you or I had a play on it personally because I found so much indecision. I had some numbers that said Cowboys. I had some numbers that said New England. I felt the situation favored New England. The Cowboys coming off of those three straight home games, that's typically not a good situation. And going on the road into a place like Foxborough to, to take on a storied franchise like Bill Belichick and the, and the Patriots. So there was just too many things going different ways for me where I stayed off of it. But what happens, the New England Patriots are leading, uh, or excuse me, 21 to 20. They're leading with three and a half minutes left in the game. And it's fourth and one. And Mike McCarthy for the Dallas Cowboys elects to attempt a 51-yard field goal. I thought that was an awful decision there. Down a point like that. And, and, you know, for Greg the leg, I mean, that's a tough field goal for anybody. And this guy has certainly missed some over the course of this year. He does indeed miss it. New England takes over. And then uh, Trevon Diggs bails him out and pulls a pick six on Mac 
Jones, and there goes Dallas into the lead. Now Mac Jones, he makes up for his mistake on the next series and throws a 75-yard touchdown strike to Kendrick Bourne. I mean, this was absolutely wild in just the last three and a half minutes of the ball game. Eventually, Dallas does get a Greg Zerline field goal to tie it up. They go to overtime. The New England Patriots get the ball first, which is awful if you're a Dallas Cowboys backer laying the three and a half points because they can score a touchdown. Even if they don't, Dallas is going to come back and kick a field goal to win it, right? Well, the New England Patriots, they don't score. They punt it. Dallas comes back, and what do they do? They score a touchdown. They cover the spread, and the game goes over the total, as you well know. A wild last three and a half minutes of this ball game, and Dallas is now 5-1 and one on the year and a perfect 6-0 and oh against the number. Yeah, you talk about Trayvon Diggs and getting that pick six there, and he goes from hero to goat and then to the next play because he bites on the double move, and that's where they go with Kendrick Bourne over the top for 75 yards. Just a wild sequence in the fourth quarter. But let's go to the start of the football game, Brady. We were, we've were we been talking about this as kind of the theme throughout the show with questionable coaching decisions when it comes to when do you go for it on fourth down. Well, that's how this game basically started was Mike McCarthy. You mentioned him going, having Zerline go out there and kick the 50-plus yard field goal in that fourth quarter, which was completely shanked. But in the first drive of the football game, Brady, fourth and one at their own 34, he goes for it. He feeds it to Zeke Elliott, gets stuffed in the backfield. Now you've given the football to the, 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 tap, or to the New England Patriots on a short field at the own at the Dallas 34-yard line. I just wonder, thinking about that, we've been talking about this, I just wonder if there's pressure on these older school coaches. We've, I mean, how many coaches have we named that outside of Brandon Staley, the young agate, the, the, the agate kid coming in, and this is what he does. We're just going to gamble. We're throwing the dice. I'm, I, I'm, I'll throw it until I crap out here. We're going to go for it on fourth down. The fact that McCarthy, old school coach, Vic Fangio, how many coaches are we talking about on the first drive of the game? You go for it on fourth and one at the 34-yard line on your own territory. You don't get it. And that just kind of set the tone for what this game was going to look like because New England capitalized on it. Short field, three plays, 34 yards. Damian Harris pounds it in from four yards. And now you've got the, the Cowboys playing from behind. I just Some of this stuff, I just feel like some of these older coaches are feeling, maybe they're feeling pressured that this is the new generation. It's 21st century. It's 2021 football. And... Yeah, analytics say fourth and one, you kick it, you, or you go for it, you're not kicking the football. I get it from the field goal standpoint, but when it comes on your own territory, early in the game, the first drive of the game, just don't understand the move, and just questionable moves all, all, all game long in that standpoint, but it really it set the tone from the first drive of the football game. Now, you're right. It's like the NFL sent out a memo to the, all the coaches and said, hey, you know, this, this fourth down stuff, we want you all to go for it on your own, you know, 30-yard line, 20-yard line. I mean, it was just amazing. And I have never seen it so prevalent in one afternoon where these guys were all doing it. Yeah. And like you said, James, um, absolutely, the analytics and I think the probability numbers will show, you know, when you're on the other team's 30-yard line, Versus kicking a field goal, fourth and one, fourth and two. Yeah, you absolutely do it. And, and it also amazes me that so many of these announcers are shocked. Boy, he's gambling. He's going for it on fourth and one. You know, I don't, and I'm like, gosh, when are these guys going to learn? Maybe they need a memo. But for these coaches to do it on the other side of the field, I just I thought that was lunacy. I, I could not believe that at all. And it happened all day long, all in one day. These guys were doing it. The Cowboys will head into their bye week. Uh, while the New England Patriots, they will stay at home and they welcome the New York Jets to Foxborough, who are coming off of a bye week. 
And this is interesting, James. It could be a spot here for the rested Jets facing this Patriots team that just come off of this high-profile primetime overtime loss to the Dallas Cowboys, and now they're going to get a division team in town in the New York Jets who are well-rested. And also in Week 8, next up for the Patriots, they will travel to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, who are also coming off of a bye. So it is a tough situation here for a couple of weeks for the Patriots, and maybe we're looking at the Jets already for next week. And you could be. You already know the offensive line had a lot of issues, had only one starter last week. I think they might have had two starters playing in this game today against the Cowboys. So offensive line is an issue right now for the New England Patriots. They also, Adrian Phillips left this game with a foot injury early in the game, safety for the Patriots. Jonathan Joes went down, cornerback with a rib injury, and then they lost two. They lost Barmore and Winovich in this game too. So from a standpoint of just from a health standpoint, physically, yeah, some issues. And then from a mindset, psychologically, where is this Where is this Patriots team right now? I just, uh, I mean, very competitive play. You saw that against Tampa Bay. Tough loss that they took a couple weeks back on Sunday Night Football against Tom Brady coming back to New England. And then really how demoralizing of a loss was this for the New England Patriots. Such a roller coaster of a game. And then to lose in overtime the way that they did. Yeah, tough to bounce back, not only from a physical standpoint with the injuries going on that roster, but also from a psychological standpoint, how do you bounce back Bounce back from so many tough defeats? And now this New England Patriots team sitting at 2-4, and four, right? I, I'm just uh, asking myself, what was the other game that they won? They beat the uh, Houston Texans. Can you remember who else they beat? They, they do have two uh, wins, don't they? It was the Jets. They beat that's the Jets it, that's in right. New York. But they what did they only scored one offensive touchdown, I think. Yeah, they, had a they were forced into four really field goals. Kick. They were handed yes. four interceptions by Zach yep. Wilson. Yeah, this team yep. is I, I really expected them to bounce back from the awful year that they had in twenty twenty, but uh, boy, they're going even further south right now. And uh, it doesn't get any easier coming up. And, and obviously the Jets here in this game, James will have revenge on their mind. So very interesting next few weeks for the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. By the way, the uh, Seattle Seahawks forced Pittsburgh to punt. So just about a minute and a half left in the third quarter and not a great punt. Seattle will have decent field position about their own 35-yard line, trailing by three points, 17-14. And the live line, Pittsburgh all the way down to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Your total up to 42-and-a-half. We'll come back with more. We're going to preview the Monday Nighter one more time here. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz before we hand it off to Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans for the opening line show right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. Remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find out all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And the tides have turned a little bit here in Pittsburgh. And Mike Tomlin does not look happy. We have uh, just finished the third quarter. Uh, Seattle ran about one or two plays uh, in the end of the third quarter there. They were forced the Pittsburgh Steelers to punt. They had their ball at the own 35-yard line. And now they're into Pittsburgh territory with a couple of good runs. And, James, you mentioned it in the last segment. They All of a sudden, Pittsburgh cannot tackle the ball carrier. Seattle has gone completely rush-heavy, and they're running it down the throat of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh still hanging on to a three-point lead, 17-14. to 14. The live market, they're down to just two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total up to 45-and-a-half. And Seattle, they seem to have found a formula here in the second half. Pound the football, take the ball out of Geno Smith's hands, throwing the ball, and let's just revert back. We're down to our our third string running back with Alex Collins. Let's just pound him. And right now, Pittsburgh, look, I don't know what happened in that locker room at halftime. I don't know if going up 14 to nothing. We talked about the fans. You know, at halftime, they all go up for the concessions and go get a, a beer and a brat and a shot and whatever else. I wonder if the Steelers players were up there getting some of those too because they have not shown up in the second half especially defensively right now, Brady. It's been Seahawks. We're just going to go and we're we're not going to throw the football. We're going to run it right at you. And so many times we talk about tackling and lack of tackling. It really comes down to effort. 
I, I don't know how many missed tackles have happened in this third quarter, but that's where this game is totally flipped. It's a really it came out of that locker room really soft, really unfocused. Where the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe they felt like we're up fourteen nothing. We've got this in the bag. Hey, you got to play sixty minutes right now. That last fifteen minutes, all in favor of the Seattle Seahawks in that third quarter. All right, let's take a look uh, at the Monday Nighter before we wrap up the program here and pass the baton off to Matt Humans and Jonathan Von Tobel to get you all introduced to the Week Seven lines in the NFL and also Week 8 in college football. But the Monday nighter, the big bad Buffalo Bills going down to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans, a rematch from the game they had in 2020 that was oddly played on a Tuesday night, bad scheduling spot, all the COVID quirks that 2020 saw. This was certainly a product of that. Uh, and a big part of the handicap here, we've talked about this one uh, throughout the program, uh, both on Saturday and Sunday, James. A big part of the handicap here, and I've seen a lot of people that have gone to the side of the Titans here getting six points. Now, they're mostly six points in the market now. Maybe it's still uh, five and a half in favor of the Bills on the road. Uh, but, uh, of course, if you're taking the Titans, you want to get the full complement of the six, and maybe we'll see it go up even higher as we have seen the majority of the tickets on the Buffalo Bills, and that's understandable. Coming off of the last Sunday night football game when they avenged that AFC championship loss to the Chiefs and they really take care of business in a big way over Kansas City, a national TV game like that, everybody sees that, and they're going to roll it right into next week and figure that they're going to roll the Tennessee Titans. And I don't necessarily disagree, but you do have to kind of respect the handicapping angle here that you know there's kind of so much of an overload on that Bills love right now and that possible letdown spot against Tennessee. Yeah, and normally this would be the letdown spot that I would be betting against the Bills going on the road after the statement win that they had from start to finish dominating the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead to redeem themselves from the AFC Championship loss. But it would be any, any other non-division team outside of Tennessee. And I think this was a game that the Bills circled when... The schedule came out earlier this year. You know they scheduled the Kansas City Chiefs, and they saw that they had Tennessee on the schedule. That was definitely a circle for them, too, thinking about last year for the Buffalo Bills. that was They only lost three games last year throughout the season. This was their worst loss at Tennessee last year. It was played on a Tuesday due to COVID. Scheduling quirks aside, there was a lot of injuries defensively for the Buffalo Bills. It was their worst performance on both sides of the football. Three turnovers from the from Buffalo resulted really Tennessee. I mean, they they pretty much jumped on them early because of the turnovers. But you think about some of those touchdown drives that they had. Four of those touchdown drives came of from short fields, 12 yards, 16 yards, 18 yards, and 30 yards for the Tennessee Titans that they're able to capitalize on some of those turnovers and and uh, special teams play. So I think here, yes, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to carry that momentum from last week as opposed to a letdown from last week knowing that they beat Kansas City the way that they did because they want this game against the Tennessee Titans. And this is a different Buffalo Bills team that is going to be on the field as opposed to last year where they were really banged up. Milano didn't play, banged up in the secondary in that matchup. Well, if you look at that injury report right now for the Buffalo Bills, there's nobody listed. There's nobody listed on IR that's important. There's no injuries for the Buffalo Bills going into this matchup. They are absolutely 100% healthy. This team is also not only healthy, they're very confident rolling into this matchup. I like my position where I'm at. That's why I did the Moneyline Parlay the way that I did here with the Bills plus the one and a half. 
I don't like laying points on the road, especially in prime time when you're talking about the Bills laying six. I probably wouldn't do that position, but I don't want to play the Tennessee Titans in this matchup. And could I potentially look for a, a middle or uh, some potential hedge of my position of where I'm at with Buffalo? Potentially. But right now, prior to kickoff, I'm not going to get involved because I really think the way the Buffalo Bills are playing, their motivation coming in, the momentum that they have, and the fact that they are 100% healthy rolling into this matchup, you know Bills Mafia travels. It's going to be a party time there in Tennessee for Buffalo, and I think the Buffalo Bills party all over the Titans on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I agree with you, James, and I was actually surprised that this was not one of the consensus picks in the Circa Millions or the Super Contest, and I just clicked on the Survivor picks here. I was trying to get the count uh, of the uh, the Bills and the Titans in Monday night's contest. I was surprised. Like I say, it Dude. wasn't a consensus pick because, again, everybody saw that effort out of Buffalo on Sunday night. And, and we've seen Tennessee. I, I don't think you and I both don't think they're a great team. They have a lousy defense. They lost to the Jets. Uh, and uh, I thought people would be all over the Bills here, but it was a pretty even split. I want to say about 800 people were on Buffalo and around 700 contestants were on the Tennessee Titans. I want to ask you, though, we spoke with Matt Perinio uh, early in the show about how they are going to stop Derrick Henry. That is obviously the biggest weapon for the Tennessee Titans, and he really got into a rhythm in Week 2 against Seattle in the second half when he started to really wear down that Seattle defense, and he's been rolling pretty good ever since. And if you look at the Buffalo Bills, they have not faced a great running game yet. They faced the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. Najee Harris, a great running back. Pittsburgh, not a great offensive line. And then they took on the Miami Dolphins, maybe one of the worst running game and offensive line combinations in the league. The Washington football team, nothing special there. The Houston Texans, nothing special there. This will be their first test against a real big boy running back. Absolutely, and and that's the test for every team that has to place Tennessee and Derrick Henry the way that he pounds the football, and the fact that they'll be healthy. Will Tennessee on the outside with Julio Jones coming back? Brown is back healthy, so they'll have their full complement of weapons to have some balance. So you can't just load the box and say, "Hey, we're just going to put eight, nine guys up there, pressure fronts, and we're just going to jam those gaps and take away Derrick Henry." You might do that, but you've got you've got to have to deal with Brown as well as Julio Jones on the backside over the top making plays in the passing game. I just think right now for this Buffalo team, this is just they're so motivated to come into this game, redeem themselves not only from last year, but also just feeding off the momentum that they had and the confidence that they brings that, "Hey, we are now the clear one of the clear-cut contenders in the AFC. We went into Kansas City, handled ourselves on Sunday Night Football from start to finish. We can play high-level championship-caliber football for 60 minutes. Can the Tennessee Titans do that? Can they do it on both sides of the football right now? And you're going to see some points in the game, and I think Tennessee's going to be able to run the football, and they'll put some points up on the board based on the balance that they're going to have. It's a tough team to match up with when they're fully healthy offensively, which they will be, but... You know, this Buffalo Bills team right now is not a team that I want to get in front of. When you start to see teams that feed off the confidence on big wins like they had last week in Kansas City on Sunday Night Football, and as healthy as they are, I mean, nobody else is healthier than the Buffalo Bills rolling into this matchup in Week 6 when you have nobody on the injury report or the injury reserve list. Man, this is just a tough spot right now for Tennessee to try to sustain for 60 minutes. James, when you're playing the futures market, the MVP market, player awards, whatever, 
uh, you always want to try and find a buy low spot. Not a real buy low spot on the Buffalo Bills right now. Their stock is probably as high as it's ever been off of that win over the Kansas City Chiefs, and they look fantastic. I don't think you would have much disagreement from anybody that they absolutely look like the best team in the NFL right now. And, and like you say, they're also the healthiest team in the NFL right now. So it's not necessarily a buyer's market on the Buffalo Bills, but you know, do you think maybe you'd like to get involved at some point with this team to win a conference championship, to win a Super Bowl, Josh Allen to win an MVP? Right now, and think about where they're at. Where are they going to be at at the end of the season? I mean, they're going to breeze through the AFC East and really soft, the, the soft division that they're going to be in. This is probably the only bad part about this game or their schedule right now is that they have a bye after this game. This team is rolling so <laughs> yeah, well. You right. don't want to stop. Right. You want to keep rolling. But when they get off the bye, a really weak schedule coming out of the bye as well. Great point. Could be a bet against when they come out of that bye because all that momentum will be lost, possibly. This show is done. It's the end of the Pro Football Blitz for week six. Keep it here for opening lines on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.